Welcome to the Life Church. We are so excited that you've tuned into our program to listen to a wonderful message. On behalf of Pastor Walt Landers, our senior pastor, we just want to say thank you. Our mission here at the Life Church is to connect people with God's purpose. If you don't already have a church home, we want to invite you to join us at 3301 TLC Way. Now let's prepare our hearts to receive a word from God through this morning's message. Well, to kind of set this up, you know, we've, we've tracked through here um, a couple of weeks. And then, of course, last week had, had Dole Dykes that, uh, that was here as a special guest. But, uh, but you know, we've, we've uh, we talked about in our mission of our what... You know, our, our what, you know, is, is you know, we, we want to make sure that, that we're connected and, and connected to God's purpose. And then our why is because if we're connected to God's purpose, then it's really about the why is because people matter to God and so people matter to us. And then with that, then we're breaking down and looking at the, the core values that we have as a church. And these really go way far back. Um, in, in our existence and, and uh, from many years ago Dr. Rob Carmen came and kind of led our leadership team through a whole process of, of really uncovering these and, and we kind of drifted from them you know in, in some years there and, and, um, and so we've, we've just determined that we're, we're just going to reestablish and we need to make sure that, that these are our core values and so I, I kicked it off by talking about the spirit filled life and, and uh, because the reality is this, listen, this is not about behavior modification. Come on, if some of you think all you need is a do-over button, you're wrong. Because, I, like myself, if I had it to do over again, I'd probably do some of the same stupid stuff again. Huh? We just do it all, do the wrong thing again. It's not about a do-over button. It's about life transformation that takes place from his Holy Spirit that comes to work in us by his grace and his love and his mercy. And I don't know about you, but I am really glad for that. Come on, how many glad for a little mercy? For a lot of mercy. <laughs> and, uh, and with that, we, we see this, this work you know, that, that's there where we learn to live a spirit-filled life. We learn to connect with God in prayer, in the spirit, in worship, in his word, in, in a spiritual life. And, uh, and man, there's just so much more that can be done because you're connected to the, to the God who is more than enough. And then through that, uh, the following week, Pastor David did such a great job of, of, of living in community. And we're not supposed to do life alone. God created us for community. And so uh, I know that many of you have already found a group and you've signed up in a class or different things or you're finding some place of service with some other believers and that's awesome. That's, That's vital because we're not meant to do life alone. This week, we're going to look at faith. We're going to talk about faith. And, uh, and, and I just I want, to, want to kind of set this up. But let me read here. We want to read from Hebrews chapter 11, starting in verse 6, before, we, before, I, before I go into some intro on this. But it says, But without faith, it is impossible. Look at that. Now, we, we, we know the Bible is, is with God, all things are possible, right? But look at this. He says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. We got to make sure that that really resonates and settles in because it'll, it'll show how vital faith is. Old Testament and New Testament, there are, there are multiple times that it 
speaks this reference or this phrase that the just must live by faith. We got to live by faith. God wants us to understand that we're going to take him at his word. That's, and, and we're going to look at believing Abraham and how some of that happened and how that comes down to us because the reality is even to be saved, even to be born again, you've got to release your faith. And so faith is vital. And so we need a good understanding of it. And, and let me set this up. There is absolutely no way am I, am I able to give an exhaustive uh, delivery of, of the faith uh, that the Bible teaches. It is, it is extensive. And so I pray that this morning just stirs you enough that you're going to go to the Word, you're going to look at what God says, what God has put in His Word concerning faith and how, we to, how we're to live by faith. And, um, and hopefully I'll kind of touch on that and clear up, you know, some of the misnomers and different things, you know, a little bit but in that because uh, um, some have taken it to extreme. Some have used it in wrong types and wrong ways. And, and, uh, and so, you know, some, in some circles it's just taboo to even teach about faith anymore. But we're going we're gonna to teach what the Word teaches. I don't care who's misused truth. We want truth, and we want everything God has for us. Amen? And in this, he says, let's put it back up, guys. He says, it is impossible to please him. Now, that word please means to fully gratify. So we've got to have faith to fully gratify God, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder Come on, he's a rewarder. And look, look at this. He says, you believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. Get over your religious self of saying, well, I just, I, I'm not asking God for anything. I'm not expecting nothing. Then you're not obeying the word. Because he says, you've got to believe that he is. He is the God of creation that spoke things into existence, that calls things that are not as though they are, that, I mean, there's, there's just a, you can't read your Bible and not see the work of faith all the way through from God and all the different heroes that we look at in the Bible. And he says here, he says that you've got to believe that God is and that he is a rewarder of those who will diligently seek him. For me, this puts this whole faith aspect in context that it's not having faith in our faith. It's not, you know, buying into a lot of the, the, the motivational speakers of just having a positive attitude, just being an optimist, just, just, you know, just some positive thought every morning. No, this is about connecting to what God says in God's Word and us aligning our lives to that and putting faith in God, not faith in our faith. It's about faith that actually produces some obedience. <laughs> you, we're going to see some of this unfold. So one of, the, one of the heroes that I have in my life is my oldest daughter, Erica. And Erica, you know, she, she, for those of you that don't know, of course, I saw her walk in, so I know she's here. And uh, she, she uh, at, six, at six years old, was diagnosed with cancer and wasn't uh, expected to make it and 
And uh, it was a rough journey that we went through in that and through some of the medical procedures and things that they were doing to try to fight the, the actual cancer in that. Um, cancer got dealt with. I mean, and she got a miracle on that. It was amazing. But uh, for years, she has battled physically from some of the, some of the damage of the procedures and different things that, that happened. And uh, so she, um, out of one of her last surgeries, she's, she's been paraplegic three different times. And um, in the last one, they actually removed two vertebrae completely from her spine. And, um, and so she was in a halo and in a wheelchair and, again, was paralyzed from the waist down. And, and I've got a picture here that, that I want to I put up. And uh, so, you, so you get... There's, there's a picture. That's my friend, Pastor Larry Huck, that pastors New Beginnings there in Dallas and uh, has a great television ministry, and he is uh, part of the, uh, the council for President Trump. Speaking into that situation, he's very connected to, uh, to um, Israel and a lot of the things that are going on over there and very active in all of that. He was a lot younger there. <laughs> but there's Erica, and... Um, and um, in this picture, you, what, just, just so that you, you get an idea, so here she is, and, and Pastor Huck had come, and he had preached and ministered, and then afterwards, he just pulled aside just, just to take time for Erica. And uh, this is just who he is. And so he's, he's kneeling down there, and he's talking to her, and, and he says, so sweetie, what do, what do you want to do when you get out of this wheelchair? I mean, he's already just speaking that and you know he's thinking you want to ride a bicycle do you want to you know what do you what do you want to do and she said I want to ride a horse and so he looks at her and he and he and he says well I want to teach you how to use your faith to be able to get out of this wheelchair so you can get a horse maybe and so he starts teaching her and we're going to cover these three things this morning see it say it and do it. See it, say it, and do it. He said, this is faith in a, in a nutshell. Now again, she's at, she's at that age, and so he's bringing it down, and he's teaching her. And then, on top of that, you know, she was already excited. I mean, she's like, okay, see it, say it, do it. I mean, she's, she's engaged, you know, already. And then he says, he says, matter of fact, if the doctors say it's okay, and it's okay with mom and dad. I'll buy you a horse. Oh, my goodness. Oh, now she's like, I'm getting a horse. <laughs> then she told me, she's like, and I'm going to have a nice horse because Pastor Huck is rich. <laughs> And so, and, and that night, I mean, I mean, here she is at a halo. You know, the bottom part's not working, but we're trying to get her to go to bed, and the upper part kept popping up, you know, and I'm grabbing, we, you could pick her up and just carry her around by that thing, but those bars, and I'm putting her down, I'm like, go to sleep, and she's popping up. I've got to get a horse. She's telling me, she's describing the horse, you know, the color of the horse, the stockings on the horse, she's... And what he didn't realize, she already had horse pictures and horse books and how to groom a horse. And I mean, she's into this. But it sets some things in motion for her to start believing God. Because she began to understand that it was connected to her getting out of that wheelchair. 
And the faith that we began to watch Erica move in was absolutely amazing. Now I want to take us to some scripture, and through this, we're going to, we're going to kind of break this down. We're going to look at it. And I'll talk about some other things here. Because this is part of our journey. And, you know, I, I mentioned that in that picture, that, that T-shirt that was there, Vileen Dubois, that was in her first service, made Erica's clothes. She's a seamstress, and she, she uh, cut those out to fit around the halo and, and all of that. And um, she's now working on Erica's wedding dress. <laughs> Listen, if you don't believe in the God of miracles, you, you showed up too late to try and argue with me. <laughs> Our God is a God of miracles. And I believe the God of the Bible. So when you look at this, I want to I I I take us on this journey. And, uh, and in this, to live by faith, it, it challenges us. To not just live from the natural realm of just what we could produce with our own hands or our own lives or our own talents, our own gifting, or what we can see just in the natural. Faith moves us. The faith of God moves us beyond just the natural, just ourselves. Because now, when we're when we come into this relationship with, with God through Jesus Christ, as he is our personal Lord and Savior, and it was his shed blood that, that was applied to our lives so that we're able to stand in his righteousness, not based on our own works that we have done, but according to the love that he expressed through the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. And I know we've got Easter coming up, and man, what a, what a great time for us every, every Easter to think about the resurrection of our beloved Savior and what he provided even in that. But in this, it's about us now operating in this aspect of faith to live our lives on a daily basis so that we can have more than just what the world has, than just what the common person out there would experience and would have. As a believer, we should be experiencing so much more. Amen? And so by faith, I believe that these things are possible. And so faith brings provision in these areas. And we know that faith begins where the will of God is known. And so you always go to God's word. What does God's word have to say about any subject, anything that you want to know about? You go to God's Word, and you look for God's Word to be able to speak to us about this. As Pastor Huck said, see it, say it, do it. I want to just look at that this morning. And in see it, faith perceives as real fact what is not revealed to the natural senses. Faith is able to see. Some, somebody said, well, you know, there's blind faith. No, there's not. Faith is not blind. Faith just sees beyond sometimes the natural circumstance of life. And faith causes us to see things that God has said, that God has promised, that God desires for our life. 
that may not be experientially right now a part of our lives. Does, does that somehow discount God's word or somehow for us to try and bring God down to our level and our experience? No. No, we need to make sure that we're looking at what God says about the situation of our lives and that we're beginning to see that picture. And in seeing that picture, we begin to align our lives, our thoughts, our, our spirit of sight to what God says. And when we begin to do that, now all of a sudden it changes things. Because as we see, you know, the Bible says as a man thinks, so is he. That's part of your inward thoughts and your sight that happens from within. Now, we know that, that, uh, that God can use natural things to sometimes help us. I love in Genesis 15, 5 and 6, you, you'll see there to where God took Abraham and took him out because, you know, here he was making this incredible promise that Abraham was going to have a son and that through, or, or he, basically he was going to bless the nations of the world through him. And here Abraham didn't even have a son, not through Sarah. He ended up, you know, he had ended up with a, a relationship with Hagar and ended up having Ishmael. But, but actually the promised child through Sarah, they couldn't have children. And yet God took him out and said, Abraham, look at the stars of heaven. And he says, so shall your descendants be. God is a good God. He'll give you signs. I don't think that we're to seek them out. We need to be careful looking for that stuff. But God, I believe, can bring confirmation, can speak things, can bring things along to help us. And it's just an interesting picture of God being able to help Abraham see beyond the circumstance of life of him and Sarah not being able to have a child, much less a whole bunch of children. And yet he's promising that his descendants are going to be like the stars of heaven. That's a lot for him to look at all those stars. Come on, in West Texas, you can get out there and really look at them. Right? And in doing so, to just have that picture. And he did that for Abraham. You know, I mentioned that, that Erica, you know, that that was one of the, one of the things that, that uh, Pastor Huck talking about, you know, that see it. See yourself getting out of this wheelchair. See yourself being able to ride that horse. See it. See it. And, and she already had horse posters and books. And, I mean, she saw it <laughs> before he ever said that. She was already seeing it. What are you looking at? What do you see in your future? See, what you see about your future says a whole lot about what you really believe about God. I think I need to let that kind of settle in a little bit. What you see about your future says a whole lot about what you really believe about God. And if somehow you're seeing the wrong kinds of things, you need to spend some more time with him and spend some time reading his word. And look at those promises that he makes to our lives and begin to change what you see.
And then the second one is in the same. In the same. I, 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 I just, I know that sometimes, you know, that this has been, um, you know, taken um, completely, you know, out of, out of context and, and misused. And I think Pastor David even talked about that, that if you said the wrong things, that sometimes you could get jumped on. You know, there was a period of time, you know, that in the, especially in the faith movement, you know, when you hang around those folks, I mean, you, you know, it, they, they might slap you. How dare you say the negative thought? <laughs> you know, and, uh, and, and yet the, the reality is, and I love the way, the way God put this, you know, in, in Apostle Paul's writings here in Romans chapter 4, verse 17. He says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations, speaking of Abraham, in the presence of him whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead. And cause those things which do not exist as though they did. So even with the deadness of Sarah's womb, and then you think about Abraham, you know, if you're 100 years old, I mean, you know, somebody said, you know, well, his fire had gone out. No, there wasn't even wood in the wood box. (laughs) It was like, okay. (laughs) You know, and yet out of this place of deadness, it says that God call things forth. Now, he didn't deny the fact that there was deadness. Notice what it says there. He says, God who gives life to the dead and calls things that do not exist as though they did. So he's not in denial. There's nothing wrong. Listen, if you have a broken arm, it's okay to say, my arm's broke. Don't sit there and say, well, my arm's not broke, my arm's not broke. No, no, the arm, if it's broke, it's broke. Right? If the marriage is broke, it's broke. Nothing wrong with saying the marriage is broke. Well, that wouldn't be a positive confession. They'll say, but I'm going to the Word, and I'm believing what God says in His Word concerning my spouse. And that God can make all things new. Come on. God can change that situation. You begin to attach what God's word says to whether it's your children, whether it's your job, your employment, your, maybe as an employer. You can change things in the power of your words. Proverbs says there's life and death in the power of your tongue. Jesus said, by your words, you're justified. By your words, you're condemned. Come on, from the beginning of time in Genesis chapter 1, you're seeing where it says that God said, and it was so. God said, and it was so. God called things to order and into existence, even with the world in which we now live. And the other thing is, as you start tracking through the Bible, Old covenant and new covenant you'll find that most all the dreams that people had and all the miracles that were produced were somehow connected to what was being said to speaking what are you saying about your situation what are you talking about with your situation and I, and I mean and with Erica you know concerning that 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 horse and her being able to get a horse I mean it it was almost too much. <laughs> it was just like, 
okay, you know? It was just, you know, because, I mean, she didn't let up. So right after that, she goes to the doctor. She's in a wheelchair. She's in a halo. They're doing, you know, trying to, you know, check on her nerves and stuff and doing their whole, you know, checkup treatment after the surgery. And, and uh, so at the end of it, Dr. J, he, he says, so, so uh, any, any questions? And Erica looks at him. Now, Erica, typically, if you're around her, you know, she's very quiet. Now, if you get to know her, she's as opinionated and as, if you know her. But, but overall, she's pretty quiet and pretty reserved, and, and, you know, and she wouldn't talk in those things. But all of a sudden, this boldness got on her. Dr. J says, have any questions? She says, yes. He looks at her, and she says, can I ride a horse? He looks at us like we put her up to it. And he says, no, she can't ride a horse. What is she thinking? I mean, she's had two vertebrae removed. Her spine's been fused together. Her legs don't even work. And guess what happened every checkup? Oh, yeah. Mom and I knew we were going to get a butt chewing. Because Erica was going to ask. Because he always said, any questions? (laughs) Erica, can I ride a horse? (laughs) She wasn't going to let up. And I mean, she's working it, and she's going, and she's, I mean, this, this. And finally, she was now all of a sudden able to walk some and start getting some movement back. And, and, uh, and so she's, she's having, uh, or he's having her walk there around, and he's checking reflexes and stuff. And, and, uh, and he told her, he said, he said, Erica, he said, he said, I am very hard to wow, and you wowed me. He said, matter of fact, I take your scans with me around the world when I teach other medical doctors, and I show them the scans and talk about how you came back from all of this. So he didn't use the word miracle. But he said, you wow me. And so he's been sitting there bragging on her and talking about how far she's come and how he's so proud of her. And then he says, any more questions? <laughs> she looks right at him, <laughs> as bold as it was the first time, and says, can I ride a horse? <laughs> and he looks at us and he looked, he's like, I guess if you'll be careful. She looks at us and says, call Pastor Hawk, get my horse. <laughs> I think we still got a picture here. I'm jumping ahead, but there she is. <laughs> yeah, see if I can stay out of the way here. Uh, there she is <laughs> with her horse, a very nice horse. Uh, it's old as dirt now. You know, she, she's out at Scott and Susan's out at the White's, but but uh, being cared for really well. But, you know, just this story. And she determined she was going to say it. But the last one, and you need to hear this, because faith is about work. Faith is an action. 
I know that we can use faith in, in, as part of the family of faith and it being a noun, being something that we have, our faith in, in that sense. But the Bible, for the most part, when you read and you look at faith in, from, from the original language, both Hebrew and Greek, it is an action. It's a verb. It does something. So see it, say it, and do it. And in her doing, it's amazing the work that she put in to regaining mobility. Still today, the amount of exercise and as, as, uh, because of the paralysis and things that she struggles with and how much more she has to do that to maintain. Even, even the mobility that she does has. Listen, she has two vertebrae completely removed from her spine. She was paralyzed three times from the waist down and has come back. And each time she lost certain mobility, certain things. Watching her, you know, 18 months out, you know, she's in physical therapy and they said she, what she's regained, she's regained, that's it. The right leg, the toes didn't move, the ankle wouldn't lift. There were, there were things that were just, just, they said, wouldn't come back. You know, that it was too far out past the spinal cord damage that was done. And it, we're, we're down in San Antonio, took the girls down there to a, to a, a concert, Zoe Girls and Carmen. Well, that'll date me. <laughs> but we're at that Christian concert, and, and all of a sudden, Carmen, you know, the real popular singer back in those days, you know, and of course the girls were there for Zoe Girl, you know, all the, those, those ladies that, that uh, were singing and were popular during that time. But right in the midst of that, at the close of the concert, he says, I normally don't do this, but he said, I just feel like if you are here and you need healing in your body, I feel like you're supposed to stand up right now and I'm going to pray for you. And we're going to believe for God to bring healing. And all of a sudden I look over and Erica has, has struggled and gotten herself up. I think she was on a walker at that time. And, and there she is, 18 months out past. Ther therapist said she would not re regain any more movement. She's standing there and Carmen just prays over all those that are in that big auditorium there at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. We leave, we go back to the room, and we're there at the hotel, and the next morning we're getting the girls up and getting ready, and we look over there, and Erica is sitting up in bed, and she's sitting there looking at her foot, and we're like, what are you doing? And she's, she said, look, and she's wiggling her toes that had not moved in 18 months. I said, you showed up too late if you're going to tell me God's not a God of miracles. He's a big God. He's a great God. When I think about the work that it took, though. See, James talks about this. James breaks this down. James chapter 2, and you ought to read James on a regular basis. It's a tough little book, but I'm telling you, it is amazing. And, it, and he makes a statement here in verse 17. He says, thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Faith without works is dead. That's not faith. And he goes on and he talks about two key people. He talks about Abraham again. Interesting. He talked about Abraham again and Abraham believing 
the way he had to, to see that miracle come to pass in his life. And he also talked about Rahab the harlot. Isn't that interesting? The only other time you see her is, of course, the, the, the time in the Old Testament. But also, in the Hall of Faith, in Hebrews chapter 11, where she's listed there. And then James talks about her again. What an interesting two depictions where you think about Abraham. Abraham packs up everything to follow the will of God. He was willing to take Isaac, now his only son that he treasures, that is God's promise, to even willing to sacrifice him. It's crazy that, that, that of even thinking about that. But it was so much a typology of what the Father, our Heavenly Father, would do through Jesus paying the price for our sin. You're talking about commitment. Think about Rahab. When they visited her and she hid those spies and snuck them out for her life to be spared when the whole walls of the city of Jericho came down. See, she got the miracle. She got the reward after the obedience, after the faith that produced from works a miracle in her life. See, faith in this doing is all in. Let me say that again. Faith when you have faith in God, it's about being all in. From the very beginning of our relationship with God through Jesus Christ, it's about being all in. Come on, you, 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 you need to understand this. If you're going to have faith, you're going to believe God for certain things, what will it require of you? It'll possibly cause you to make some decisions. There may be some things that have to go from your life. There may be some individuals that are in your life that, that don't belong there. They're not good for you. I'm talking to somebody here. There's times prophetically I can I could literally just pick some people out. <laughs> but I try to give it in a general way because I know that sometimes there's more, more than one. It may cause you to have to go back to school. I'm, I'm believing God for this. Well... You know, what kind of education do you need for that? What is that journey? Where is that going to take you? I'm, I'm believing God for my next job. Well, what are you doing about it? Well, I'm just sitting at the house. I'm praying. I'm believing God. Well, you might want to go do, fill out an application. <laughs> go volunteer somewhere. <laughs> I'm believing God for my next, for my, my husband. Well, what are you doing about it? Are you dateable? I probably should have said that to the guys. <laughs> are you dateable? Are you working on you? That's faith. Because what are you going to attract? <laughs> I know I've done gone to meddling big time now. <laughs> Listen, girl, 
you might want to check his credit score. Make sure he even has a job. I'm serious. It's crazy nowadays. I recently, not, not in this city, not here, but at, a, at another place, I, I, I know of a lady that literally married a guy, didn't even have a job that he said he had. Social media and Instagram don't bank on that. That's some crazy stuff out there. But you can go to God's Word. You can trust and believe in God's Word. But faith would cause you to do some things. To possibly get something that you know that God wants for your life. What are you willing to do? See, there may be certain things that you don't have that's going to cause you to have to do some things that maybe you never did before. I feel like that we're kind of there. You know, we're having to, you know, we're shifting. We're, we're not going to do the, the Easter fest that we've normally done for many years. And we felt in our heart that we were supposed to do something here. That God had blessed us with all of this and the property. And that we were supposed to do three services. Triple our, our, our crowd of what we would normally have on a Sunday. And, and reach many, many more people. I'm believing for a hundred people to make a decision for Jesus that Sunday. Or that Saturday night and that Sunday. Come on, I'm, I'm praying that you're, you're in it with me. Matter of fact, we got sign-ups out there. We still got work to do. If we're going to have faith for it, we gotta, we got to work for it. And we got to invite people. And we're going to work our city to reach our city. And Easter is a perfect time to do that. To do multi-sites, multi-campuses. I'm like, I didn't really want to do that. To, and all, you know, sometimes, I mean, you think about this. There's times when God showed up to certain people, it wasn't really on their radar. With young Mary, that when God sent the angel and said, Hey, boys, God got something for you. <laughs> She's like, uh, How can this be? <laughs> Right? And, and I'm like, Lord, I, didn't, I wasn't really wanting that. And he said, well, I thought you wanted to reach more people. And I'm like, well, I do want to reach more people. And he's like, well, then let's do multi-sites. So I'm telling you, we are blessed with an amazing team. Come on, you look at the strength of not just, not just fill-in leaders. We got, we got leadership. Do you realize that worship team this morning, that's homegrown. And we've got, we got people in leadership developing next level leaders coming up. We've got a school of ministry that started. We've got, God is doing some amazing things at the Life Church. And I just pray that you'll see that this is our core value. And faith doesn't get comfortable. Faith doesn't say, you know, just... All I want's a little bit of God. <laughs> and God's like, no, you got to take all of me. You got to take the whole deal. Are you all in? And we watched Erica through this journey be all in. And to see the impact that she's having on people's lives 
it, it's like I said, she's my hero. Let's stand to our feet. I pray that you're inspired, that you're challenged this morning, that you won't settle for status quo in your life. I believe God has some great things for some folks here that's way beyond what you've ever imagined. But you can't think in terms, listen, I'm going to talk to somebody, I'm going to go here. You can't think in terms, well, this is my, my family and all we ever had and this is all we've ever done and all we ever amounted to. And we... You can't think like that. You, you've got you've to be willing to say, God, whatever that is, I'm willing by faith to receive that. Now listen, it may take years. When God spoke this about even this building, it took years and years to see some of these things come into pass. But you've got to start. And you've got to say, God, I'm willing. Would you do that this morning to just be willing? Let's just open our hearts. Let's just pray just a moment. Father, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for what you're at work doing. And right here with this message, Father, for see it, say it, do it, for the, this message of faith. God, I pray that today we're willing in a fresh new way to be open to your will, to your assignment, to whatever it is connecting to the vision of this church, to the values here, to, to, to truly allow that to become part of who they are in the core of their being, of their beliefs, of their values. And to see you do what maybe could look impossible, but with you all things are possible. And Father, we thank you for that. Seal this in our hearts today. Right now, while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I'm going to ask if there's anyone here and you've not made Jesus the Lord of your life. I want to give you that opportunity. Because I know what that's like to not be living for God. I know what that's like to be on the outside and I know what it's like to experience God's blessings, His goodness, His love, His forgiveness. So if you're here this morning and you maybe need to make a decision to make Jesus the Lord of your life for the first time or to rededicate your life, I want to pray for you and lead you in a prayer where you can experience the amazing grace, the love, the forgiveness that God offers. If that's you and you say, Pastor Walt, I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life, whether it's for the first time or to rededicate your life, I just want you to raise up your hand. We're not going to have you do anything else beyond this. this is, it's, it's a total voluntary, but I believe your decision this morning can be life-altering, life-changing in your situation, even right now. Just raise your hand up and I'm going to pray for you. Anyone here? And you say, Pastor, yes, hands are going up. 
Any others? Just raise them up. This is really so that you can acknowledge this and say, God, yes. More hands. Any others? Just, yes. Father, you see all these that are responding right now. And Father, we thank you for them. We thank you for the work of grace taking place in their lives. And Father, we thank you that it's not about behavior modification. It's about inward transformation by the work of the Holy Spirit. So we thank you for the work that's going to take place as they make this their profession of faith. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. I'm going to lend you some words. You have to mean these from your heart. If you'll make this your prayer from your heart, though, I promise you, the Bible is true, that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised up Jesus from the dead, if that is your confession, you'll be born again. I'm going to invite everyone to pray this out loud. Let's help these that may be praying for the first time. If you're making this your prayer right here this morning, just mean this from your heart. Say it. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of eternal life. Thank you for sending Jesus that through his death, burial, and resurrection, the penalty for my sin was paid for. I receive that free gift today. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Now help me to live for you all the days of my life. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for those decisions, commitments here this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's program at the Life Church. Our prayer is that you've been blessed by this morning's message and that God would continue to speak into your heart throughout the week. We are so excited about what God is doing right here at the Life Church as we connect people with God's purpose. Again, if you don't already have a church home, we invite you to join us for a visit at 3301. TLC Way. We have two Sunday morning services for you to choose from, 9.15 and 11 a.m. Again, our prayer is that you've been blessed and we hope you have a great week.